48K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Ben Che. The top stories. Rewards for inoculation and studying whether jabs for teenagers are safe are touted as ways to boost Hong Kong's low vaccination rate. A school which missed out on millions after being caught in controversy over the 2019 unrest defends its record. And Changchao welcomes back its bun festival crowds, albeit on a smaller scale than usual. The government says it will consider offering people age under 16 inoculation against COVID-19 if it proves to be safe. The U.S. authorities are allowing people as young as 12 to receive the Pfizer-BioNTech shot, which is also available under a different label in the SAR. The Undersecretary for Health, Trey Taki, said a lower age threshold would bolster Hong Kong's low vaccination rate, but he didn't put a timescale on when it could happen. So we are getting information from the 12 committee on the scientific data and also all the supporting figures. And we are going to submit those figures after we got them and pass them to the advisory panel for further deliberation and then government will proceed accordingly. Pro-establishment parties have urged the government to provide incentives such as extra days off, spending vouchers and lucky draws to boost the SAR's low vaccination rate. Members of the New People's Party and Civil Force handed in a letter to the government saying they want the SAR to build up herd immunity as soon as possible. Dominic Lee from the New People's Party says people are reluctant to get vaccinated because the situation seems stable and they're worried about side effects. But Mr. Lee believes an extra four days off might help change their minds. Right now, if you have work, right, you work late, then you probably can't make the deadline for taking the vaccination during the weekdays. I think by uh, providing a holiday for them, I think it's going to encourage a lot of people to uh, really take those vaccines. The Center for Health Protection has reported no local confirmed coronavirus cases for the third consecutive day. There was one imported case from India. A secondary school which has missed out on a multi-million dollar redevelopment has insisted it's always groomed pupils to be law-abiding and non-violent. Hua Ying College found itself at the center of controversy after some lawmakers in, in, intimated it was linked to the 2019 protests, as Damon Pang reports. The government had proposed to spend $470 million revamping the home and tin campus of Hua Ying College. When a proposal was first put to LegCo in March, however, it got a cold reception. One lawmaker, Priscilla Leung, said in the debate that some schools had been involved in some social incidents and riots, although she did not name names. Two years ago, Hua Ying's principal, Wan Chi Hua, called on the government to withdraw the extradition bill that sparked months of social unrest, saying the controversy was harming society. On Tuesday, the government pulled the funding request. In a statement, the school said the social unrest brought it a certain degree of shock, but it always worked to create a calm and peaceful atmosphere for pupils. It says it will continue to offer quality teaching to groom pupils with a responsibility to the country and Hong Kong under the Education Bureau's guidelines. Beijing has announced a new chief for its foreign ministry office in Hong Kong. Tom McAlinden reports. Lu Guangyuan, a veteran diplomat, is taking over as Commissioner of the Ministry of Foreign Affairs in the SCR, replacing Xie Feng. Mr Liu was China's ambassador to Poland from 2018 until last month. Prior to that, he'd served as Director General of the Foreign Ministry's Department of External Security Affairs, Ambassador to Kenya, and Minister of the Chinese Embassy in the United States. Chief Executive Carrie Lam welcomed Mr Liu's appointment, saying she believes the Commissioner's office will continue to work closely with the SAR government under his leadership. She also thanked Mr Xie for his contribution during his time in Hong Kong and wished him all the best in his new role as a Vice Foreign Minister.
Changchao's annual bun festival is back. It was cancelled last year because of the pandemic, but it got the go-ahead this year, minus the usual parade and bun tower climbing competition. Brian Mock has more. While still a far cry from pre-pandemic crowds, customers could be seen lining up at a cake shop for the buns for which the festival is famed. A spokesman for the Kwok Kam Kee Bakery said it used to make 60,000 buns, but this year it was only making 40 to 50,000. One bakery customer who grew up on the island said she comes back almost every year for the festival, although the atmosphere this year is more subdued than in earlier years. The chair of the Changchao Bun Festival Committee, Yong Chi Ming, said the cancellation of the parade and bun tower climbing competition meant visitor numbers were down 70 percent. But he said that's still an improvement on last year. He added that the festival is hosting seven Chinese operas, which are popular with the elderly because they just jot down contact details and don't have to use the government's leave home safe to attend. RTHK. The time is now five minutes past eleven. Turning overseas, the Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has said that if Hamas feels it has won the latest conflict with Israel, then it would be a defeat for everyone and the entire West. Mr. Netanyahu was speaking at a news conference as both Israel and Hamas continued their bombardments for a tenth day, despite increasing international pressure for a ceasefire. The Israeli leader said Hamas had to be taught a lesson. There are only two ways that you can deal with them. You, you can either conquer them, and that's always an open possibility, or you can deter them.、Uh, and we are engaged right now in forceful deterrence. But I have to say, we don't rule out anything. We hope we can restore quiet. We hope we can restore it quickly. I want to、uh, say that we're doing that while doing our utmost to avoid civilian casualties. Israel fired artillery at targets in Lebanon today after four rockets were launched towards Israel from Lebanese territory. European Union member states are recommending that coronavirus restrictions on travel into the bloc should be relaxed for fully vaccinated people and those from countries with low infection rates. The EU ambassadors say it would be up to individual member states to decide on the specific rules. Here is the BBC's John McKenzie. The ambassadors this morning have backed plans to reopen Europe's borders to holidaymakers who've received both doses of an EU-approved vaccine. The EU also plans to add more countries to its safe list. People from these countries will be allowed to visit, even if they haven't been vaccinated. Officials will also look at the trend in infections, and there is some concern here about how the recent surge in cases linked to the Indian variant will play out. The decision will be made on Friday. There are mounting concerns in Myanmar for the well-being of thousands of villagers who have fled violence in Chin State. On Tuesday, the Burmese military retook control of the town of Mindat, where anti-coup forces had been using makeshift weapons to repel the the junta. Images widely shared on social media show families, including many with children, sharing meager food supplies. To sports now, and in boxing, the much-anticipated world heavyweight unification fight between Anthony Joshua and Tyson Fury, set for August the 14th in Saudi Arabia, is now in doubt. Just hours after Fury announced the date and location on social media, an independent arbitrator in the United States ruled that the WBC heavyweight champion must face former champion Deontay Wilder in a rematch before September the 15th. Here's Fury's promoter Frank Warren. So it's really simple now.、Um... Tyson either goes immediately to fight with Deontay Wilder, or 
we'll try and reach an accommodation with Deontay Wilder to use the, the phrase in boxing to step aside to allow the uh, Anthony Joshua and Tyson Fury fight to take place. However, Wilder's trainer Malik Scott said on social media that Wilder has no interest in step-aside money. In golf, organizers have said they hope to put on the greatest Ryder Cup ever with full crowd at Whistling Straits in September. The BBC's Ian Carter has more. Speaking ahead of the US PGA Championship here at Kiowa Island, the boss of the PGA of America, Seth Waugh, said that the world is ready to have a party and that the Ryder Cup can provide it. The match between Europe and the United States was postponed from last year, but Waugh believes that his organization can stage the greatest ever Ryder Cup. He added that the world still faces a lot of challenges, but from a US perspective, they're really hopeful it can be staged with sellout crowds in attendance. Finally, researchers in Britain have found evidence that friends of Anne Boleyn, the second wife of the English King Henry VIII, secretly kept a prayer book she's believed to have taken to her execution in 1536. The BBC's Lizo Mazimba reports. Anne Boleyn's Book of Hours was examined using ultraviolet light and photo editing software. It had been thought it only contained one inscription, but the analysis revealed several names. It suggests that after the Queen's death, the book was passed between female members of trusted families who lived close to her childhood home, Hever Castle in Kent. After Anne Boleyn was executed, there was pressure to remove all items that belonged to her. There are now only a handful of the former Queen's books known to be in existence, and the Book of Hours is one of only three that bear her signed inscription. And that's the news from RTHK. RTHK Radio 3 It was with three other country musicians quite a few years ago. We were born storming the country, trying to make a little dough. We made all the chili joints, eating hot dogs and stews. And at night time, three deep in a four-bit bed. All singing the hard time blues Hoping someday we'd record a hit And things would be sweet Then we'd settle down on that place you call Easy Street It so happened on one July the 6th We recorded a little ditty It went something like this The other night, dear as I lay sleeping, I dreamed I held you in my arms. When I awoke, dear, I was mistaken. So I hung my head and cried. You are. Yes, folks, I want to tell you something, tell you for sure. You know, there's not much 
that that old sunshine won't cure. So when you're down and you're feeling kind of low, just step right out in its golden glow. Try not to worry and no devil whine. Get some of good friends and neighbors. All you got to do is just take a little bit, just a spoonful. The good old tiny sunshine. One more time. I'll always love you and make you happy. If you will only say the same. But if you leave me to love another, you'll regret it all someday. You are my sunshine, my only sunshine. You make me happy when skies are gray. Straight from the horse's mouth, the guy had actually wrote it, Jimmy Davis, of course, and you are my sunshine. Welcome to our second hour together tonight, Pete's Magic Musical Mystery Tour. In this hour, got a few memories to share. And then, of course, our but sentimental you know, journey. I'm not a gambler, but I'm in gamble dawn. They put in a nickel and I sing a little song. But it seems like they always win 